Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to episode 176 of the Curtain Call podcast. Curtain Call is the podcast that takes you deep behind the scenes of the theater world, bringing you in-depth conversations with the story makers that are shaping the future of theater today. We pull back the curtain to reveal the stories behind the stories and give you a glimpse into the backstage world like no other podcast does. And now, for this week, something completely different. Mike Abrams is the creator and host of the theater podcast, The Wrong Cat Died. Uh, If you haven't heard of it, you have now. Go and check it out. Now, originally conceived as a 10-part miniseries podcast, he's now over 150 episodes in and going strong. And we decided to have each other on, well, each other's podcast. It's, it's something neither of us have done, but we thought it would be a great idea to share audiences. As we know our listeners, if not already listening to the other's podcast, we'll totally get them and love them. So let's do it. The Wrong Cat Died is one of the OG podcasts on the Broadway Podcast Network and where Mike and I met in 2020 during lockdown. Uh, the podcast posits that in the musical Cats, Grizabella uh, is the, the cat chosen to go to the heavy side lair, which uh, was he believes is actually the wrong choice. Only one cat gets chosen, the cat that is deemed the most worthy by old Deuteronomy. Now, if this sounds like a fever dream, it's because the music pretty much is. Mike's theory is that Grizz wasn't the worthiest cat, and 150 episodes and thousands of stories told by original cast members from dozens and dozens of productions from around the globe, it's clear that the answer to the question, was Grizzabella the correct choice, is still very much undecided. Um, But there are a couple of cats that do lead that poll, and you'll have to go over and listen to The Wrong Cat Die to get those numbers. As I said, this is part one of the doubleheader, so after listening to this, go listen to the companion episode of The Wrong Cat Died that is out today as well to hear my take on the cat's conundrum. Have a listen. The person I'm I'm talking to today has one of my favorite podcasts going, and uh, I'm just going to bring him on straight away. Mike Abrams from the Wrong Cat Died podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here and uh, 
and share a little bit of the chaos of my podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, um, I just a bit of my journey with your podcast. Uh, you've been going quite a bit. You're like one of the original Broadway Podcast Network. We're both on the same in the same family. But I, I was yeah, brought in 2019, right? Yeah, that's right. So I was slightly, slightly after you. I was came I came in early 2020, just before, okay, just before lockdown. So, um, but I remember the first kind of. Uh, uh, I've been listening to this podcast. I was always search out theater podcasts, like the you know the things like Musical Theater Hour. There was the Honest Actors podcast over here, um, yeah. that that kind of stuff. And uh, and I don't know how I found the wrong cat died. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. And then and then your first like your pilot and your why you were doing it, and then listen to the first one about Grizabella and how it was wrong. I was just like, oh my god, this is genius. And it was right up right up my street. So. Um, I just like I'd like to take you back to your your origins. What is your origin superhero story, Mike? So related to this podcast, it's kind of bizarre because I'm now 150 episodes in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agreed to 10 when I started. <laughs> so I said I would do 10 as a miniseries, and I'm now at 150. Uh, but what makes it crazy is I didn't grow up. I mean, I grew up in Indiana in the United States in the Midwest. Big theater place, grew- right? Yeah. I mean, we've got a nice, we've got a nice arts community, but I grew up, uh, we were just talking, I grew up playing hockey. My yeah. dad's a huge sports fan. We grew up going to every Pacers and Colts game. Like my family's a sports fan. You can see Amazing. behind me on yeah. I know, uh, the podcast format, but behind me is pretty much all sports. I now got a little Broadway over here, but and my mom's a music teacher. So she kind of instilled some of that, like the music side of it. And, and I always enjoyed theater, but I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't, I hadn't seen most stuff about five to six shows come through Indiana a year with Broadway on tour. We went to probably, my mom went to all of them. I would go to one or two. I'd be like, yeah, the Lion King's coming. I'm in, um, you know, stuff like that. And so I got to New York, I got recruited for work. I, I was living in Indiana. I got recruited for work in 2016 and I moved and I ended up in temporary housing from work in the theater district. And I was kind of always that experiential person of, if I can see something different, new, mm-hmm. like I always love sporting, um, like live sporting events. Cause I'm watching the peak craft of these athletes. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I'm living right next to Broadway. And so I was like, why can't I not go to more of these? Like, this is the, this is the pinnacle of this craft and musicals yeah. are fun. Cause I knew a lot of it for my mom, but I was just a fan. I didn't know anything about it. You could name me Tony winners. I'd be like, yeah, cool. I have no idea who you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I, for years, had kind of just like attended. And that was how like, that was kind of my my background. And so the story of the podcast actually goes a little bit crazier because I've known Alan, Alan Seals of the Theater yep. Podcast with Alan Seals, co-founder yep. of the Broadway Podcast Network. He and I work together. We do, I help out a program he was working on at work as a volunteer. I've done mm-hmm. it for years. So we've known each other since probably, I think 2016 or 2000. Pretty much when you moved to New York, yeah. Right when I moved. Um, and our relationship was related to stuff that was not theater related. It was all just stuff for work. And he was telling me about creating this network and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know anything about theater. I know nothing about theater. Like, I can't create a podcast for you about theater. I was like, I could barely create one about sports. Like, enjoy your thing. Like, this is, I'll listen to your podcast. Like, this is great. Um, and we've been friends for a while now. And yeah. I so vividly remember the day was when the 2019 movie trailer for the Cats movie came out. 
And that day was the day that it was the same day the Top Gun trailer came out because I saw the Top Gun trailer that morning. And then I got texts from a lot of people about the Cats trailer. Uh And the reason I did is because when I moved here in 2016, I was I knew very few people in New York. I was starting to kind of attend stuff and I was writing home a newsletter for my friends and family in Indiana. I would say about four or 500 people asked to be signed oh up gosh. and I did oh my humor gosh. writing as I did humor writing nice. in college and I love parody writing. Like I've yeah. always done it. I've started to write for the Broadway beat love, absolutely love humor writing. And so I was humor writing my experiences in New York, my experiences at work, and then just some of the crazy stuff you see yeah. in the city, like the subway rides and some of like these yeah. very comical experiences. Naked cowboy in, uh, in, in Times Square, all kinds of stuff. So I had this newsletter and I had a friend who worked uh, in college who worked in Broadway and I had never seen Les Mis, Phantom, Cats. I'd never seen like any of what I would say classic shows Yeah, and they were all running at the time. So I said, hey, what should I go see first? And this is when the 2016 revival was just started. Right. And so she pointed me there. She got us tickets. She ended up not being able to go. And I went by myself on a Saturday matinee in 2016 to the second to last preview before opening and just was mesmerized. And I remember having two very distinct memories from seeing that show. I had two thoughts when I walked out. The first thought was, what did I just watch? Yeah. Like what happened? I was so like, as someone who likes to write, I was like, there's no story. I was trying to figure it out. Who came up with these names? Like what kind of drugs took to create this? (laughs) So that was like my first thought. My second thought was, holy cow, this is the most talented set of people I've ever seen because they are all on stage all the time. They're dancing incredible numbers. And I just was mesmerized by how talented the cast was of just being able to do that for two and a half hours straight. And so I went home and I always wrote my, my newsletter on Sunday nights. I went home Saturday, I slept on it. And Sunday, I essentially started my newsletter saying, work's good, New York's good. I'll fill you all in later. I got to talk about seeing the longest running musical in history. And then I just wrote about cats. I wrote probably five or 600 words about cats. Right. And it was about how I saw Leona Lewis. It was like, I saw the weirdest S X factor cats, like fever dream I've ever seen. Here's how I assume it came to life. Like I just kind of made like poked fun at it, but in a very weird way. And then I never thought about it again. Never like, did not see it again. Yeah. Didn't think about yeah. it again. I think I saw it maybe one more time in the run, but that's three full years. Yeah. And then that trailer comes and I guess half of Indiana associates me with cats even before this, because <laughs> I got texted 30, 40 times with, did you see the trailer? And I'm like yeah. the Top Gun trailer. And like, no, the catch trailer. Cause it broke the internet for like it a full broke day. The internet. It sure did. And so I was full on working day. Um, I was like midday and I'm like, all right, let's capitalize on this for social media, just for my own personal one. And I had just taken a photo. I'd given a speech. I do some public speaking for work for totally different reasons, nothing related to musical theater. Okay. Um, And I had this really cool picture of me on stage doing like at the beginning of a speech that looks like I'm giving a TED talk. And so I had been like waiting for the moment to do the welcome to my TED talk like joke. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is it. I got to think of something for the Cats movie. I couldn't remember anything about the plot. So yeah. I went to the Wikipedia page mid-workday, skimmed the synopsis. And I was like, oh, the cat dies. 
wrong one dies. That's my joke. And so I wrote Grizabella was the wrong joke choice. Yeah. The movie's going to set the record straight. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> and if you look at it, not, I mean, it's so bad because I spelled Andrew Lloyd Webber's name wrong in the post. <laughs> I like, I clearly did this between meetings. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. to like, you know, run in the urgency of the time. And Alan right below it right, writes back, that's your podcast, The Wrong that's TED your podcast. And oh that was God. the origin of how it started. That and I kind of leaned into... I don't know anything. Let me analyze this as someone who knows nothing, but I know that she's the wrong choice. You know, it's unbelievable. It's it's so gloriously simple, like yep. that it was destined to succeed. The best yeah. ideas are also always the most simple. And I had never questioned like, okay, first of all, I, I, I can't say I never questioned the plot of Cats because when I first saw it, I was like, what is going Definitely. on? Um, but- when I listened to your first few episodes, because they were really short, your first ones, yeah. I believe, you're, you know, they were 15 minutes, 15 minutes, you minutes in yeah. and out, and you kind of compared, you compared cats with their modern day counterparts in pop culture, which I thought yep. was genius. And, um, and I just thought, I've never questioned. I've never questioned the musical. Yeah. I had a thousand <laughs> questions about the musical, but never was it, did they kill the right cat? And I was like, oh <laughs> my. God. And that's what I absolutely love about it. And I mean, how did it blow up? Because you did, you know, you do have 150 plus and you keep getting more and more guests. And, and I had no idea that the cast family, the cats family is that far. I mean, obviously there's a, a lot of people who've appeared in Cats, but <clears throat> there's also a lot of people who reappear in Cats. They do yeah. multiple tours and multiple shows. So, but that's a big family. It's humongous. So those first ten are what I agreed to because I kind of was joking with Alan, like I don't even know the character names. <laughs> like I'm going to have to do a lot of research to write yeah. these. Yeah. But it was a very fun parody writing, and there is enough stuff on the internet with right. their Wikipedia page and fan theories and all kinds of stuff that it was pretty easy to kind of like, Ooh, if I take this theory and this theory and this theory and time together, it could mean this. But if you listen to those again from one to yeah. 10, yeah. you can tell I am learning it as I go. Cause I was, <laughs> I was doing them weekly and like by episode eight or nine, I'm like, Ooh, that ties back to this. I wish I would have known that in that episode. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. Cause now it's like, I know too much. But I did not know that much in the beginning. And I was watching the YouTube clips of the 1998 movie, essentially, yeah, yeah, to do all yeah, this and yeah. reading stuff online. And then I would go and sit with Alan and record it and record 10 minutes of my notes that I had written. And we just banged them out. And I was doing them basically every week. And so what had what happened where it blew up a little bit was I started about halfway through. It's kind of when we got to Gus, yeah. where I was like, I wonder if anybody could answer these questions for me. Like there has to be something. And so, you know, the Broadway podcast network has a lot of very, very connected Broadway people there. Yeah. And so I was like, who do we know? Like, who could we ask? And so I remember I did somebody who was a booth singer first. Her name was Maria. That's okay. Booth singers. You've had a few of those on. Which yeah. again, which I never, I didn't know they, they did that until I and listened to thing. your podcast. Yep. 
And that that poor Maria, my very first interview, I knew so little. I don't. I wasn't even asking her the right questions. And we were doing it over Zoom, and I kind of felt bad. Like it just, it's. I I would love to have actually have her back because I'm like now yeah. I know a lot. Like I got some follow up questions, but then it was the it was Christopher Gurr. So it was Maria was the first one, and then a week later, for my Gus episode, Christopher Gurr, who was Gus on mm. in the 2016 revival, somebody knew him. We got him in touch. He offered Amazing. to come in and sit down in the studio, the old BPN studio, and meet with me. And I just remember texting Alan the whole time, being like, is he going to get the joke? Is he going to be funny? Like, are we inviting this guy in for, like, is he going to hate me? Like, because yeah. I didn't have a lot of feedback at that time. Yeah. Like, I knew people were listening to it, mm. but I had no idea if I was angering people. I had, like, no social media presence. Um, I was just posting them and seeing the download numbers and nothing yeah. else. Like it was very yeah. kind of quiet in the beginning. And I kind of had a goal of angering somebody who missed the joke. So I was like, I really want, <laughs> like, I didn't want to anger Broadway people. I want yeah. Broadway people to get that it's parody and like, it's, it's actually hopefully honoring the musical in a sense, mm. but I wanted some fan to miss it. And I've had yeah. that happen a couple of times and I love it every single time. Um, but I met Chris Ferger came in. He was the funniest guy. He was so good humored about it all. And he was Gus, which is, you know, the number one non-Grizabella answer. And so he defended Grizabella, but I got to kind of start asking questions. And I realized that this is way more fun for me because I have theories. They can tell mm. me that is wrong, or we were never even told about that, or we never had a conversation about this. And that's kind of what snowballed into the 150 episodes is. I will record with somebody and I always finish saying, if you enjoyed this, which I hope most guests do, yeah, yeah. then who should I talk to next? Yeah, and yeah. I've talked to now 25 different, what I would call official productions. So I'm going wow. off the Cats Wikipedia fan musical site yes, as they yeah. published. That's crazy. But you've and also had high school. You've had, didn't it, uh, or a regional, you've had a couple I've had of regional, regional I've had high, there school. high school. Yeah. You have had yeah. high school. I've had high schools. I've had regionals. I've had all kinds. Cause usually I find somebody or they tell me it's so hard to research it. So if, if there's somebody that's in, I love talking to somebody who's in a new musical here because yeah. it's really fun to compare the characters and like yeah. tie the two shows together. Yeah. 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 But yeah. When I look at cast lists, if they didn't do an official tour, Broadway, something that's like very, very published. If they did a mm. regional production in Texas for two weeks or even two months, yeah. it's not on the internet very often. Yeah. So a lot of those are someone tells me they're like, Hey, talk to this person. And yeah. I'm always looking like I tell everyone I'm always looking for my next guest. Like if yeah, anybody we, wants we, to come on, yeah, I'm open to it. Yeah. You, you know, you, you get the t person that goes, yeah, I was literally in a 10 member cast. <laughs> You know, we did I, those a, we did a, are yeah. great because it's yeah. to me, that's what's because there's such a deep, there's such a deep plot and also no plot. Yeah. And I'm always fascinated by what a producer or a director tells the yeah. cast. So if you're doing yeah. it for eight days, like, right, which they do, like there's a junior program that goes around, they do like three shows. I'm like, they're not going to tell them anything about their character. Just don't, you know, kick your, your person next to you when you're dancing is like probably all they're getting into. Yeah. But I love hearing a, you're given th these three words or you're giving this information to go yeah. off of yeah. to actually make the show work. It's, and it's, it's something called, uh, it's it called Felinity school or something like that. Yeah. Where they, yeah. They teach them to do cats. What Felinity a strange, school. Felinity school. What a yeah. strange thing. Now we're going to take a short break for a little word from our sponsors. 
Welcome back to the Curtain Call podcast and this week's guest, Mike Abrams from the Wrong Cat Died podcast. What really fascinates me, we're going to get into all of this uh, when we when we do the Wrong Cat Died podcast, uh, because yeah. this is, uh, you know, and you'll hear it in the, in the intro and you're going to hear it in the outro that this is, uh, we're going to A and B this podcast uh, yeah. episode, um, is is the, the, the how performance performers come into it. And, and there are people who can dance, people who can sing, there are people who do ballet, there are people who do jazz, people who don't dance at all. The, the, uh, the um, as you call them, OD, because you couldn't stand calling them old Deuteronomy forever. You yeah. think it was a, uh, you call them OD, you still call them OD. But um, it's, 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 for me as a performer, it is an amazing resource of how people put something out in the universe. Like a, a lot of these people have said, a lot of these performers have said, Cats was my, it was the one thing that I wanted to do. I knew I was going to go for, I was going to do this. And I, I find it just, it, it's such a fun thing to listen to as a performer, to hear people's processes. And, and I think that you bring that, you really do bring that out in your podcast. And I think, yeah, uh, you know, definitely all the performers who listen to this podcast and even and fans of musicals and people who have children who are in performing arts, go listen to Wrong Cat Die because you're getting seriously getting phenomenal tips about the acting process and about this industry. It goes far deeper than just should it have been Grizabella? Should it have been Gus? Should it have been, uh, you know, Buster for Jones? Should have been, who, who, who was it that should have gone, you know? Yeah, it's kind and of. An I have my, I have my theory, but we'll talk about that. Well, we're gonna get to that for podcast. sure. <laughs> uh, it it was kind of an accident because I started with really deep questions about the characters. Like, here's my interpretation of the story. Am I right? And you've got all the fan theories, and I always go back to Bombalurina and Demeter. Right. I made a I made a meme, and kind of made a joke about them being lovers. Yeah. And somebody, I got a lot of responses being like, they're sisters. So I threw it out as a poll being like, are they sisters or are, are sisters they friends or are they, lovers, or are they yeah. more? And I got an exact 50-50 split. split. Wow. Hundreds of people voted 50-50 split. And so when you've got that type of show where even the performers weren't 100% aligned on it. Yeah means that there is a lot of variability because that particular part isn't really a necessary thing of the show. So I started getting those answers and now I'm like, I'm asking more about their rehearsal process, how yeah. they came up with their character, what they're told, what they're not told, what they create. And then we have some fun with the the debate at the end. I, I, I love that. I, I love that. For, for me, what I, you know, I, I, we'll, this will just be a, we'll talk about this for five seconds. For me, I had no idea about all the cats, how many characters there were in the yeah. cats, in, in cats. I, I, I you know, um, Demeter for me, was like, who, who's, De, where, where do I meet Demeter? When did they, and, you know, it's for, cause yeah. you, you hear the cast members talk about that and, and it makes you go, when I watched it, yeah, you don't get that. There's, it's such a mind fuck. It's just like, yeah. what is happening? Why is there a cat? sitting on the person's lap next to me, you know, and, and yeah, in, in the sure. aisle of the theater, it's, it's mad. And then you get to know, I've learned about the characters. Now I haven't seen cats since listening to your podcast. So it's a different I can't, viewing. I can't wait. Well, other than, other than the 2019 film, I had to watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's on Netflix I had to watch it. Yeah. It, it's, it's only because I, it, yeah, it was because it was mad. Um, 
And so there's, there's two things though I want to make sure we, we yeah. get because there's two things that kind of blew my mind here. I know we're yeah. getting to the end of our of yeah. our time here. Yeah. One is is that I've had regional theaters and shows have people tell me that they listen to how other people have come on my show and explain the character. So wow. they're using it in their own like process to That's go in incredible. and listen, which is really cool to hear of like, I'm, you know, this go listen to the four or five bomb ballerinas I've had yeah. before you go create your own and figure out how different people interpret it. But I do have one goal and I'm putting this out there in case any producers, here and we directors, go. Here we go. What I really want now is a regional production to do a different Jellicle choice every night, which I know is possible. And so Amazing. I want, that's my goal. I've got a couple people that I've at least teased it with. It's definitely doable. So if anybody's listening and you are going to put on a okay. production of cats, yeah. I want to have the audience vote or some different vote with a different person going up every night and let's reward the best performance or whoever's yeah. got all their family in the crowd that's it. or some that's version it. like that. That's I what it. I want. I'm, I'm here well, to help share anything do to do it, make it happen. Let's make it happen. My f good friend, Peter Yu, he's a techie, works out in um, a, in San Francisco, just in that area. I'll fly out. Silicon Valley. I'll, I'll and he's, he's, um, he, he kind of does things. People come in, he does things like that. He helps he come up with solutions and print, you know, 3D prints all the things and does all the tech for it to help. He helps Disney, do, you know, how to make your, your pass go quicker. Anyway, he, Peter, I know you listen. So, Sort this I'm, out because I would love that would be amazing. Just well, listen, a different harness I'm, every night. <laughs> I think that's a genius idea. In today's pop culture kind of voting quagmire, where we're always voting with our phones on, you know, over Everything. here in London, you know, we're all it's I'm a celebrity, Love Island, all these things that people are voting uh, over here. Um, why not live theater voting? That's great. L listen, Mike Abrams. Um, people can find you on bpn where can you know let me know where people can find you and yeah. uh and uh, and i'll let you kind of lead us out and um it's been brilliant talking to you and i can't wait to be on your podcast so fun uh everything is as the wrong cat died i'm on x twitter whatever you want to call it I, um instagram tiktok and threads all the wrong cat died the website is the wrong cat died.com uh yeah everything's there we're all on the broadway podcast network you can find all of it and anywhere you get podcasts it's it's on all platforms it's amazing thank you so much Remo Megas. guys you do yourself a favor and if you're new go back and listen from the start and um make it your commute listen because it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal ride i love it Mike Abrams there, founder and host of the Wrong Cat Died podcast, and I will put all links to all things Wrong Cat in the show notes. But just before we go, if you want to reach out, you can find me on all the socials at John Schwab. It's J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. And it gives me a great pleasure to, to thank Mike Abrams for an, being an incredible guest. And also a big shout out to all those at the Broadway Podcast Network for kind of making it all happen as well. You can listen to Mike and the Wrong Cat Died podcast by going to broadwaypodcastnetwork.fm or by streaming from all the usual places and you know where they are. Uh, and once again, a big old thank you to Sure Microphones for continuing to be our equipment sponsors. I'm recording on a Sure mic right now. And lastly, thank you to all of you listening. Speak soon and stay safe and get over the wrong cat died. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.